Welcome to the Street Sessions, the business podcast brought to you by Streets Chartered Accountants. I'm James Pinchbeck, the firm's marketing partner, and I'll be hosting this session in which I talk to Jane Deeks, who is a VAT specialist with Streets Chartered Accountants. Our focus will be on the long, perhaps not for many, introduction of the VAT domestic reverse charge for the construction industry. Initially, the scheme was supposed to have come into effect in October 2019, and then it was due in part to Brexit uncertainty, deferred to October 2020, and then, in light of the pandemic, deferred again to March 2021. It will, however, with no doubt, be effective from the 1st of March 2021. It is then a pleasure, Jane, to have you join us for this episode of The Street Session to talk about what the VAT domestic reverse charge for construction is and what it will mean to those in the industry. Welcome. Well, hello, James. Thank you. The domestic reverse charge, it's not exactly a new concept in the industry of VAT. So we've had the reverse charge for cross-border services, supplies of services for quite a while now and for mobile phones. But it certainly is new for the construction industry. What it means is that in certain circumstances, the supplier of construction services will not charge VAT to their customer because it falls under the domestic reverse charge. So they would zero rate their their supply to the customer, which means they would only account for VAT in box six of their VAT return. But then the customer would account for the domestic reverse charge on their VAT return. So that means that they would notionally charge themselves VAT and they'll be fully entitled to recover that VAT so they would recover that VAT as their input tax so they're treating it as though they've made a sale to themselves and they've recovered it as well so they would account for the reverse charges on their VAT return in boxes one four and seven so between the two VAT um, returns the actual full sale and purchase is recorded. What What is the purpose of the, the reverse charge? Well, the purpose of it is to, to combat fraud in the construction industry and to avoid missing traders. So HMRC obviously have had issues where traders are either not VAT registered and have charged VAT and then disappeared and not handed the VAT over to the revenue, or they may be VAT registered but just charge the VAT and disappear anyway. When does it apply? It applies in relation to services in the construction industry that fall under the CIS scheme and and it applies to business to business customers. So there's a number of conditions that need to be met and that is that the supply being made is either standard rated or reduced rated. It's both businesses are VAT registered and the supplier and the customers are, are also registered for CIS and the customer intends to make an ongoing supply of construction services to another party, and the suppliers and customers are not connected. Are there any circumstances in which it doesn't apply? Yes, there are. So where you're providing services that may be exempt, it wouldn't apply, because obviously zero-rated supplies and exempt supplies, there's no VAT at stake, so there's no need to have the domestic reverse charge in that instance. It also wouldn't apply to services that are not covered by the construction industry scheme, unless there's a link supply. 
and it also doesn't cover the supply of staff or workers. So where an employment business provides staff to complete the construction services, then the reverse charge doesn't apply. However, where the supply of labour is being provided, then the reverse charge would apply but there's a fine line between what are staff and what is labour. Usually where it's the supply of staff, the suppliers aren't responsible for the work. It's the customer that's responsible for the work. But there is a fine line there. Also, there's other situations where the reverse charge wouldn't apply. So where the customer's not that registered, then the reverse charge wouldn't apply and the supplier would have to account for VAT. Also, where they're making the supply to the end user. Now, the end user is someone that doesn't intend to supply further construction services. And the end user needs to issue a certificate or something in writing to advise the um, supplier that they must charge VAT. Again, as well, the reverse charge doesn't apply to intermediary suppliers. So where the, um, the supply is made to an intermediary, that wouldn't apply. And an intermediary is someone who's connected to the end user. So in situations where there's a landlord and a tenant, so you might have a situation where the landlord procures construction services that it intends to charge on to the tenant, but because they're connected, this domestic reverse charge wouldn't apply. And also where you've got two um, two companies in the same um, corporate group, again, it wouldn't reply, apply and the intermediary would need to issue a certificate to the supplier. I suppose the word of caution there is checking who it does apply to and if it applies to you as a business or not. You could easily get caught out if you're not careful in checking um, the relevance, etc. Exactly, yes. What do you see as the impact of the domestic reverse charge? Well, the impact is it's obviously going to be a, a huge change change in the industry and staff are going to need to be chained to identify the relevant construction industry scheme contracts and end users. The client's accounting and bookkeeping systems are going to need to be modified to cope with the new invoicing and reporting obligations. But I am aware that the larger software companies such as Xero and Sage have already set up codes, so that's quite good. But I think some of the smaller software providers still haven't, so that could be an issue. Obviously, in the first few months, there's going to be a huge cash flow um, problem for the um, subcontractors because where they would normally charge VAT and they'd have that, that VAT for three months before they had to hand it over to HMRC, they're not going to have that. They're uh, going to be um, you know, in a very bad cash flow and disadvantage. So it's something that they need to really consider. The chats with some of the smaller subcontractors have said it could potentially put them out of business. So what we would advise in that instance is for them to move on to monthly VAT returns so that there's a shorter period for them to wait to uh, recover their input tax. The other thing is as well, where you receive um, domestic reverse charge services, that actually goes towards your VAT registration turnover. So there could could be a situation where you're required to VAT register because you've received reverse charge services. Picking up on that, I mean, I think they've put one of the key areas is cash flow implications and in light of the pandemic, where those businesses and individuals have already probably been quite hard hit financially by the impact of the pandemic. So I think highlighting that is, is very key through to the use of the software. I agree with you that the, some of the big software providers may have put things in place. Some of the smaller ones or those with other reporting systems may not have addressed that issue. Are there any other problems areas that you see? I mean, classically, these things come into effect. And initially, it, it is, as someone would say, the devil's in the detail, you know, until you get your teeth into it and start looking through it, um, do you perceive any particular problem areas for uh, those in the construction industry? 
yes, there are there are some problem areas. So one is the fact that um, where you make a single where there's a single contract and one supply of goods and services, the domestic reverse charge would apply. Whereas within the CIS um, scheme, it only applies to services, but the domestic reverse charge applies to both. However, there is a 5% disregard. So if the goods amount to 5% or less, then you can keep them out of the reverse charge procedure and only account for the domestic reverse charge on the services. That's probably going to be limited because I would imagine there's a lot more than 5% materials with contracts. So the, the supplier is going to be in a position where he's in a 20% VAT on the, on the goods. It's just going to affect his cash flow even more. We wouldn't recommend splitting the contract because that could be seen as artificial by HMRC. And then they could be looking at whether you're trying to commit a fraud or not. The other issue, again, is where you've got specified supplies. So specified supplies are those supplies that actually fall within this domestic reverse charge. And they pretty much mirror the um, services the construction services within the construction industry scheme. If you've had registered and in the construction industry scheme, it's likely that you're going to be subject to this domestic reverse charge dependent on who your customer is. But where there's non-specified supplies, so that's supplies that don't fall under the CIS scheme. If you're making a supply of both together, then they're all regarded as within the scheme. There's also where you've got specified supplies and accepted supplies. So accepted supplies are where the parties are connected so they refer to the intermediary then there's no domestic reverse charge <laughs> so first of all the mixed supplies where the services and goods that's not great because of the cash flow situation but then the other two issues is just you know how are people going to be able to monitor this and and get to grips with exactly what are specified what are non-specified what's accepted are they in are they out so, yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of learning for people to make and put systems in place to make sure that they understand when they should be accounting for this domestic reverse charge or not. Just picking up on that, I mean, bear in mind the, the, the introduction was deferred. Do you think many businesses and organisations still have to address these challenges, given that we started talking about it in 2019 and perhaps like many individuals or businesses, perhaps they didn't do anything but do you still see a large number of people are actually really not prepared for the introduction? I do, yes. I do think there's still people that think that this is not going to happen. But from all the uh, discussions that, that our professional body has had with HMRC, it's definitely coming in. I think people now are starting to realise and we're starting to get a lot more questions about this. So I think people are in a bit of a panic. Oh, my God, it's, it's you know, we're halfway through February. We've only got a couple of weeks and this starts. So I, I do think people are now starting to panic and, and try and get the systems in place. Running on from that, I mean, if, if the scheme starts on the 1st of March, how do you account for services that may span that, that time period? So, uh, you know, over that period. When we're looking at normal tax points, then it's quite simple. It's just a matter of if you issue an invoice before the 1st of March, then the normal VAT rules apply. If you issue an invoice after the 1st of March, then the domestic reverse charge applies. Where there's some special rules is where clients are using authenticated tax receipts or self-build invoice. Then there's a slightly different set of special rules. So they're looking at when when is the client's data entered onto the accounting system. And if that's before the 1st of March 2021 
and the date of payment was on or before the 31st of May, then the normal VAT treatment applies. However, where the clients entered onto the customer's accounting system and the date of payment is on or after the 1st of June 2021, the domestic reverse charge will apply. And again, following on with a bit of common sense, if the customer's entered onto the accounting system on or after the 1st of March and payment's going to be on or after the 1st of March, then the domestic reverse charge would apply. But that, they're just slightly different rules to your normal tax point rules. Some clients use cash accounting and the flat rate scheme. Can they continue to use those schemes? Well, they can continue on the cash accounting scheme, but what they can't do is is use the cash accounting for reverse charge services. So they would have to take that out of the cash accounting and treat for the domestic reverse charge services separately. And then they can't, they're not entitled to use the flat rate scheme once they uh, are subject to the domestic reverse charge. If a subcontractor is invoicing for a supply of services and materials, will the charge apply? So yes, that's yeah, yes, we briefly mentioned that earlier. So it would be as if it's one, one single contract to supply both, then yes, it would fall in the domestic reverse charge. But there is this 5% disregard that says if the materials are 5% or less, then you can treat it just the services to fall under the domestic reverse charge. Is there anything specific that needs to be included on the supplier's invoices? Will suppliers need to look at the their format or the, the, the report of the actual representation on the invoice? Yes, yes, they will. So the first thing I'd like to say in, the, in respect to this is that this, even though the supplier isn't going to be charging VAT because the domestic reverse charge applies, he will still be responsible for the VAT element. So they need to be responsible for how much VAT will be charged. So what we're recommending is that on the invoice, you do keep an area on the invoice where you state that this is the supply, this is how much VAT is due, but then you go down the box to say, we only want the net amount from yourself. So the way the way it's organised. But then also there needs to be a statement on the invoice to advise the customer that they need to account for that under the reverse charge. So it could be something along the lines of the VAT Act 1994, Section 55A, reverse charge applies to customers to pay the VAT to HMRC. There's, there's various other comments that could be written to identify that. HMRC's VAT reverse charge technical guide, Section 14, gives a number of different comments that could be put on the invoice. I suppose, are there any risks? And I suppose some of the risks are non-compliance and not adhering to it or not actually... Uh, undertaking the, the, the correct procedures and process uh, to deal with it is. Yeah, so so the bulk of the risk is actually with the contractor as the customer, because if, if they are charged VAT when the reverse charge should have applied, HMRC will deny that as input tax because it's treated as incorrectly charged VAT. HMRC could also argue that and suggest that the customer's actually in fraud with the um, supplier and they'd also be wanting to know well why haven't you issued an end user certificate because you shouldn't be allowing anyone to charge your VAT unless you've issued an end user certificate. Do you see any uh, any other burdens uh, are there any burden more further burdens for uh, those in the industry to, to deal with this? I feel that the burdens would be with the supplier because they're the ones that are having to decide whether they the service falls within the domestic reverse charge. They also are the ones that need to decide whether the customer is an end user or an intermediary. Speaking to people in the industry as well, we found that um, it may lead to some contractors working with fewer subcontractors. 
because they've already built relationships with a number of subcontractors and they understand their business. So there'd be less time spent on issuing certificates and verifying about registration numbers. They also, again, we're touching on and we're talking this cash flow, a significant cash flow disadvantage, because like we said previously, they would normally use the VAT the contractors would normally use the VAT to help fund the business while in that three-month period before the VAT return is actually due for submission. So again, reiterate, monthly VAT returns would definitely assist in that um, circumstances. Do you have any other recommendations for those that have, have got to deal with the introduction of the reverse charge and those in the industry? Yes, I mean, I would always say that both parties need to start their dialogue very early on. So... The customer needs to be including um, the domestic reverse charge information in the job tender. That way that it would always, they would always provide a built-in um, standard certificate stating that they're actually the end user. And then if that's in the job job tenders, it's, they're not going to miss it by accident. And the suppliers, again, should be including the domestic reverse charge information in their job tenders. So they should be staying where they're providing services to the end user. It will be the reverse charge, uh, the domestic reverse charge reply. It's always worth the contractors considering warranties and to cover that and penalties. So that way, they're, um, if the subcontractor gets it wrong, they're shifting the responsibility onto the subcontractor to get it right in the first place. Again, this, this just keeps coming up. The cash flow situation, the simplest strategic move is to move to monthly VAT returns to reduce the cash flow burden. And we would advise that as ASAP because that department is probably going to be very busy with lots of people changing their VAT that term periods to monthly. We'd also suggest that suppliers who are using the cash accounting um, scheme move to an accruals basis because if there's not going to be any output tax to account for, there's not a lot of point being on the cash accounting and input tax can be recovered as soon as they receive an invoice. Clients should be reviewing their bookkeeping and their invoicing requirements and that's about it really. <laughs> so quite a lot to do when you say quite that's about it. There's an awful lot there to, to get to grips yeah. with. Well that's it. There's there's a lot <laughs> There's a lot of information to understand. There's there's a lot of getting to grips with understanding what actually what actually are those services. I mean, I spoke to a client the other day. Their services fall within the construction industry scheme, but they provide services where they go out onto land to check that land to see if that land is okay for building on. There's no construction site there at the time, and they they couldn't they couldn't figure out well do they actually fall within the domestic reverse charge or not. Thank you, Jane, for joining us for this episode of the Street Sessions and your insight into VAT and the domestic reverse charge for the construction industry. If you have any specific concerns or questions, having listened to this podcast, please do email info at streetsweb.co.uk or visit streetsweb.co.uk. Thank you also to you for listening. We look forward to catching up with you again in future sessions. <laughs>